I like that music. Hi, this is Apostle Baker, Jay Baker, who is a doctor in psychology, welcoming you to Still Telling It Like It Is. And I have my friend, Apostle, uh, Apostle Dr. Barry Cook with me. And we are doing this thing together. I know Eddie keeps saying, let my people go, let me go. But we have fun doing what it is that we do. And uh, come on, Barry. Uh, uh, come on um, and, 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 and do this. I'm not going to waste a lot of time because I know that you have a lot to, to say. Well, praise time, God. Yeah. Last time we were together, I asked you about pressure. You had mentioned pressure and how people don't like pressure. Anyway. I, don't like, I don't like pressure. What the heck? I mean, I don't, I don't like it. It's necessary. I don't like it though, but it's necessary. Everything moves. It's like, you know, it's just, it's one of those elements in the universe. It's how everything moves and shifts. It's how everything increases and decreases, whether it comes from a platelet shifting in the earth that produces a mountain or it comes from whatever the case may be. I mean, it could be a broad spectrum of it. And of course, we know about crushing of grapes, crushing of the house, you know, crushing of the, you know, the diamonds, you know, being, okay, get it. We get it. All of it. It's, it's a principle in the earth. It's like, it, it's just one of those things. It's like when people say, I don't understand its value. You, It's one of those things about God. You can slow down and look at the world around you. You can watch how things work and and understand that even when a tree is pulled down and it's shaking, it's dropping seeds all over the place. I mean, you got to understand that it's a, it's a principle of multiplication, and that's what pressure is. It's never meant to destroy you. It's it's meant to grow you. I mean, a baby plant that grows through the beatings of some hard Texas rains. I don't know how it rains there, but uh, here, whoo, Lord, it gets to raining in the summertime, hard, hard rains, you know, lightning and everything else. And, and, um, and, the, and the rain just beats down and those plants just grow. They flourish under all, they jiggling all around and they, you know, I'm just saying it's part of it. Come up out of the concrete, you know, out in the middle, how do you, how do you find your way through there? Because just like the scripture says that if there's a, a, a hint of water, you know, it's going to grow something's going to grow. I don't remember where the text is right now, and I'm not on Google, or I'd look it up, but it, it, there's a scripture, and it's speaking of just if it smells water, you know, in the spirit of man, if it smells water, it's going to go to that water, and it's going to grow. So that's why we can't resist the Holy Spirit and the move of the Spirit and, the, and churches that are full of the Spirit because we don't understand everything. And, you know, that's part of breaking that leadership mold, too, is to where our leaders understand that, you know, leadership is is means you're going to be persecuted for being out front. I mean, people don't understand. I, just the other day, I had someone call me, and I just want to tell you something. Throughout a few years, I've had opportunity to talk to this person and minister to him on occasion on some things. And and I would often talk about, like after I ministered, they would say, well, how are you doing? And I'd say, you know what? I just I came out of that pulpit yesterday. I'm just getting, I feel oppressed and beat up now. And they were like, well, you know, what's the matter? Are you in sin? What's going on? But And I, after a while, I just thought, I, I got I got to quit talking to somebody not in the ministry about things about the ministry. But here's the thing. A couple of years later, I get a phone call. They're talking. They said, I, I said, what's the matter with you? You ain't smiled the whole time you've been on the phone. They said, what's going on? What's going on? What's happening with your family? What's going on? They said, well, 
you know, I preached and I just been feeling so pressed now. And I, you know, before I did it and after I did it, and I was like, oh, well, welcome to the ministry. I'm like, God, everybody thinks they know till they get out there and do all oh, that can't be. You got everything calculated except for the spirit world. And see, that's where, why the church has gotten the shape it has now. We got everything calculated except for the spirit world. You know, and then we're leaving that alone. And then all we can do is shit, sit back and shoot cannons at people who, who go to extremes. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? You know, it's like, okay, so they, you see the extreme, okay? How come you're not even doing a little bit towards it? Okay, that's the extreme. Well, you're not, show us how to do it then. You know, raise somebody in your church. I need this, I need to do, we need to do this right. I need somebody in here that feels you've got that gift. I'll develop you. Okay, anyway. And that's the thing. We're in maintenance mode, <laughs> you know, and that's where we left off. We're in maintenance mode too much. And, and you know, we got to identify new potential in people. And I always say the worst thing we can do is get so comfortable with people. Listen, I know that people have been aggravated with me down through the years um, sometimes because they were set in their ways you know, in, in churches because, and I don't ever put pressure. What I do is I just start bringing new people in the mix. And I say, yeah, I want to make sure they get trained. So then it forces me to have to go over the things everybody's not doing in front of the new ones and then start reward programs for who does it right. So all them old forts get left behind or they, they catch up with the pack and the new ones get the job. <laughs> I'm just saying, but but that's, we can't just settle. How long are we just going to let people sit on their dregs, you know, as a, as a prophet said, you know, um, use that term, you know, and they, they, did they go out to battle? He said, no, they're at home sitting on their dregs, you know, <laughs> and so, you know, that's, that's basically talking about sitting on top of their, their, their liquor their liquor containers, and they're just protecting them, and they ain't going nowhere. They're staying comfortable, and they're going to protect their stuff, and they're not going to use up nothing. They don't want to help anybody else, but they sure want you to go help them and make sure they got room to have freedom. Anyway, we we, we just got to stop that maintenance mode, and we've got to identify new leaders in our midst and, and people with potential, whether it's workplace or whatever. You know, I worked for a company, no kidding, um, Bally's Corporation way back in the day, and they would make me, they would give us a reward if we could take a new hire and turn them into an assistant manager in six months. They'd give us 30000 bucks bonus. Shoot, man, I was popping them out. Bam, 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 bam. And I was just using discipleship techniques. You know, and um, and that's all I, and they were like, man, it, but that got me favored with them for years. And all I did was use the same discipleship techniques I learned from school. But, you know, you have to identify, they're different. They respond, you get a pack of people in a room that all want to do it, but there's only going to be one or two that are going to catch it. But you still have to find places for everybody else and help them to feel important. But, you know, we have to gather these these new men and these new women and 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 work enthusiastically with them, you know, and, and our leaders need to work. In, some leaders won't work with other people. They will amen us to pieces when we talk about that. But you leave them alone with somebody and listen around the corner sometime and they talking down at them, being nasty with them. I'm like, this ain't your granny talking to you. This ain't me, you know, bad mouthing you. I mean, this is you reproducing crap, you know, but it gives us 
it gives you an opportunity to mentor, not people say, no, it draws chaos. No, it shows you where you have it mentored. That's what it does. What'd you say about that uh, pain? What was it? No, it wasn't pain. It was, uh, what was that word you used, asked me about earlier? The purpose of what? Pressure. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm still on it. That's why I'm like, you know, we got to give them enough freedom and greater freedom to move and, and our leadership, greater freedom to develop some of these people and then reward both the people and the leaders that are actually reproducing what, you know, in that young person things that are necessary. And, and listen, I have had leaders actually that still remained obstinate, but they taught the people properly. And the people ended up taking their jobs then later on. Because I mean, and actually in one particular church, which I won't, I won't say, because then people know who it is. Um, you know, the the I had three different elders that said, look, we don't do any of this stuff and all the people we train do it. So we think we should you know, consider stepping down and allowing them to do it. And we understand why we're going to stay in the church and all of that. See, that's different than you're just not doing your job. Why don't you do your job? Well, how long are you going to bark at them? You done told them 759 times. They're not going to do it. They're not budging. So and you, you love them too much. You don't want to set them down. So the next thing, best thing to do is what you should have been doing all along. Oh, good. We're going to train some new people. So here's you know, brother so-and-so, you're going to train them this on this part. Sister so-and-so, you're going to train this part. And we come back next week, we're going to talk about how that went and let, you know, the whole thing. And now we, we're just getting them thinking and talking about, I don't have time for this. I got This is really why we're here. So if we can do this part right, we'll set a pattern for everyone else in this work or this ministry. And I say that because I see people in secular workplaces that have Christian businesses that do the same. So I'm just saying people are on different levels and they have different desires to be discipled. But once they find out you're discipling, you know, um, people come out of the woodwork to be discipled. Sometimes people that you never expected to. Anyway, I had a cocaine, this guy used cocaine in, um, in, in the warehouse and he worked and he'd come in voluntary all the time. He was this great guy. He would do so much work. I didn't tell on him because he had outworked everybody and made my job easier as manager. I was a young manager and I'm thinking, well, he didn't hurt anybody. He's always happy. His cheeks are a little red, you know, but he's always sweating, but you know, he does sniff a lot, but he is sweaty. So maybe that's why he's sniffing. But nobody, I'm like, he'll work everybody. He would have five forklifts going at the same time. running like, I'm like, you want to you want to stop? No, if I stop and eat, it'll mess me up. Like I got, I'll finish. So, I mean, he'd finish it out. I he'd leave, you know. And 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 I just said there. I remember he started coming to church. He said, "I want to see you cast out a devil." I heard heard you talk about cast. I'm gonna see it. I'm like, okay, you come and just don't mouth off. Okay, you gotta be. I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. And and he was an older dude too, real smart guy, and but just real you know, wired, wired. And um, and he came in there, watched me cast out a devil. One person, next person, third person, he's crying. Next thing I know, I look over and people are around him praying for him and he's weeping with his hands. <laughs> and he was just like, this is a bunch of BS. You know, and that wasn't the language he was using. I was like, just come on, come see. You know, we're too afraid of people sometimes, you know. If I was afraid of his spirit, it was just going to ruin my anointing. Oh, Jesus. Well, then maybe you're not built for that. You're right. But don't tell other people they can't do it. 
just because you can't or won't or refuse to or whatever, that doesn't mean everybody else is afraid. What? what, what, what? No, I'm joking. Anyway, <laughs> health, <laughs> healthy challenges, uh, well, they help they help to create a proper spiritual climate. And, um, you know, we need new breeds of leaders. We do. We need innovators. We need innovators uh, that are bold, you know, to, to take risk on foundations, you know, and, and, and we need the older generation who, who, who also may not want to take, uh, you know, the same risk because they've already have established positions. And you bring new people on sometimes and, and they're like, oh, wait, 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 slow down. And you're like, no, they're seeing something you can't see. Because when they're talking, I see what they're saying, but you don't see it. Well, you, you either have to trust or you have to move to the side because we see it. If you always be one or two, I just can't see it. Oh, I wonder if your time expired. I'll look around under, under their arm or something and say, do you have a label on here that says when you expired? Because it's out of me like, <laughs> I think I just saw some mold on that right wing. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> you know, spirit of adventure in a group, spirit of faith in a group. Oh, that snide-nosed boy, he just think he going to run out there and kill that giant. He's so stupid. Uh-huh. Oh, that snotty-nosed boy, he just think he going to run out there and pray for people today because he felt an anointing in his prayer closet. <laughs> yeah, I bet he does. You know, you just sit down. Wait a minute, boy. Come here. I'll open it up for you, and you I'll make the place for you. When I call you up, you do it. I'll be right there with you, so I'll cover. If it ain't working and you get afraid or it ain't happening like you thought, I'll cover it. And then we'll talk in the back afterwards and I'll teach you about it. That's what I would do. But them old crusty elders, they don't want them to do it because they ain't felt a word or ain't felt an inclination or don't hadn't had faith to pray for a, nothing in, in years. But they're trying to, yeah, we believe in divine healing here. That's, that's kind of church we are, you know, but. They don't they ain't laying hands on nobody, you know. Well, it's hard for me to do it when I'm hurt myself. And all the promises of God are yes and amen. I thought we're not moved by what we see or feel or hear. We're moved by the word of God. I, I'm not I'm not God. I can't explain all the answers, but I believe the word. Not because I believe the word, even when I do things, if I'm suffering or in the middle of pressure, sometimes my pressure get relieved by relieving somebody else's pressure. Come on, somebody. <laughs> no, but... You know, we, we got to stretch. We've got to stretch as people. We've got to, we're way too comfortable. That's why we are all these uh, drugs, man. Uh, we don't walk. We don't want to walk. We don't want to eat right. We just want substitutes. We just want, I don't want to study the word. I don't want to fast. I don't want to pray. I don't want to walk my floor anymore. I feel dumb when I pray tongues out loud when I'm at home by myself. But why don't you pray till you don't feel dumb anymore? Why don't you tell your flesh you're dumb? You shut up. You're dumb. Listen, shut up. I mean, why Why does it have to rule you? And then you say, you know, well, it don't work. It don't work. And nothing ever happens right for me. Because you're lazy and dumpy, honey. You know, you got to find a place to press in. And I'm not talking about problems. We all have problems. Jesus. And I know some people have them greater than others. I ain't even talking about but Because I believe God finds us where we are, how we are, and who we are. He's not going to put on you what he put on me. He's not going to, he doesn't do that. 
So don't, don't, well, see, you saying that just makes me mad. You just don't know you're already backing up. You're already pulling out instead of saying, okay, what do you mean? You know, because you got to ask hard questions. You got to stay in the middle of it for just not everybody's trying to hurt you. Not everybody's trying to kill you. Not everybody's just talking off the cuff out of their ego. I mean, some people are talking out of their guts and out of prayer and out of hell themselves that they've climbed out of. And if you only knew all their stories and, and the things and the, the, the things that they still carry, but they've just learned how to carry it because hell does never quits, but neither does heaven. Hallelujah. You know, and that's the bottom line. Good, good, a good leader. They it never fails to amaze me how they rise to greater challenges, even when under intense pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that subject. I'm with you. You know, because the truth is, the greater the demand, the greater also the supply. Now, you don't want to try to press press people past their potential, but when you see potential inside of people and they see it themselves, if they can just taste a little bit of the advancement that can happen with the proper alignment of certain precepts and principles that they don't want to be habitual about, but if they would, it would change their whole life. Um, if they can do that, I mean, many are called, few, few are chosen, few are willing, you know, lead a horse to water, can't make it drink, you know, so on and so forth. But, but the team of leaders around us must be challenged also, even in the spirit realm, to for to reach for greater miracles, to reach for greater signs and wonders. You know, to to reach for more fluent prayer lives. You know how there's some people they got public prayers. There's other people they got the same old prayers every single doggone time, just slightly rearranged. And then you got people that they don't go pray. You tell them to pray. And you got to, okay, now you got to tell them right up front. You got to keep it, don't get lost. Okay, don't get lost. Pray for this and, and bring the plane in the, plan in the landing. Do you understand? Yes, sir, I understand. Thank you. Because, you know, some folk, they, you know, like, and, and I, I even have to tell them, if I tap you on the arm, that means bring it in immediately, regardless of what you feel. You understand? You know, because, you know why? Because they're real prayers. They're real intercessors. So it don't take them nothing. They just, shoop, they just log, they just go line it straight up, put that tube on and hallelujah. Okay, we're here. What y'all want? <laughs> hallelujah, brother. You know, uh, because they're, they're living there. They're pushing there every day. They're, they're worshiping there. They're, they're arguing there. They're whining there. They're, 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 they're you know, confessing there. They're prophesying there. You know, they're praying for people in their imagination in that spot every day. It's such a familiar spot that it's more familiar than the doggone office or living room. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. You know, we ought to child. No, 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 no. You got still, you got almost 10 minutes. Listen, one of the things that you just said was really powerful. They're praying even in their imagination. They're praying and they're, and they're seeing themselves pray for people. They're seeing that. And then so what happens, psychology, I mean, you know this, but, you know, uh, uh, as a therapist, I'm looking at this. They're seeing it. And so, therefore, it's showing. They're seeing it, as you were talking about in Habakkuk. They're seeing it. 
and then uh, uh, they'll, they, they want to manifest it. They want to manifest it. I got to go do this. I got to touch a real person. I got to go and do this because I see it so much in my mind. And that's, uh, uh, we are talking about algorithms and stuff. They are being, I mean, yeah. everything coming together until they see it and they have to do it. This is, that, that that's just so right on. Yeah. And you know, uh, you stimulate algorithms, it's, it stimulates your impact. And, um, and the church has to ask itself, what is, its, what is its primary signals it wants to send? And then everybody needs to send the same signal on a continual basis. And that establishes a climate in a church, in your home, in your people, whatever. You know, and, and that's, that's the critical part. And, 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 you know, God, the Holy Spirit inside of us will challenge us to rise above the limitations of our natural qualifications if we're Christians in spirit-led or in spirit-led environments. I don't know about you, but every time I get in a spirit-led environment, my spirit goes off with my calling. And I'm like, oh, I mean, even if I'm trying to not think about it, that like, I just want to worship God and have a break from all of it. But the more anointed the atmosphere gets, the more I'm like, oh, I love my call. Praise God. I love you, Lord. Oh, yes, I'll do it. Oh, and I'm thinking afterwards, driving home. Oh, geez. Here we go. But I I'm, I'm believe I got a, I believe he imparted a grace to me. And I do. And I think that's how it works. That's his mercy's being renewed. That's, that's you know, the refreshing of the Holy Spirit that we speak of. It's not just us laying on the floor for an hour and a half in some service and going up and eating cheeseburgers and being in, the, in a mystified state, but nothing changing at all. And, the, you know, then we, oh, I had to sleep in the next day. It tired me out so bad laying on the floor. You put yourself in a hypnotic trance. Let's, anyway, I don't want to get on all that because... I believe God can do all that. I believe in trances. I, I believe in trances from history and everything else. I just say flakes, nuts, and what is it? Flakes, nuts, fruits, flakes, nuts, or whatever it is. It's like, Lord Jesus, but nothing changes. Anyway, uh, just stop, Barry. Let's keep going. Also, you know, we're, 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 we want to reach higher objectives based on people's potential and willingness. Some people got great potential, but they're not willing. And until they get to the right kind of pressure, they don't come with the right kind of questions. That's why people don't bother me when they're great people and then they get pinched like crazy and then they say, I don't understand this. I want you to tell me. And they're cussing me and carrying on with me. And I'm like, praise God. All right. And now, you, now you'll hear it. So I'm going to deliver back to you, you know, and, and tell you what's really going on. That's going to be hard. It's probably going to make you mad. But you asked me to tell you, and this is the first time you've asked me since I've known you. So I'll tell you, you know. And after you get over being mad at me, come back and let's have a meal and talk about it, you know. Because you know they're going to be mad when you tell them the truth. Uh, 23 minutes. Okay. We're into it. Okay. So also, you know, <laughs> our team of people around us that we're starting to build that are taking the pattern, you know, begin to to bring all of this into, it, it affects a whole. If it's a church setting, it starts to affect the corporate atmosphere because the, the leadership is so busy on growth tracks that their growth keeps spilling out to those around them. What are you reading? Well, what's he asking now? Well, what are you listening to now? Well, can I listen to it too? Well, can, where did you get that? Can I read that book with you? 
no, just us senior. We're just us. We only, we're the only ones that do it. You know, not me, Jack. I'd be like, let's go to a bookstore. I'll buy it for you. I had a bookstore, so, you know, <laughs> literally, I mean, I would, though. I'd go and throw the bill down and buy it here. If you really want to keep up, this is what we're reading. So you talk to him whenever you come to this ushers meeting and then let that elder talk to you about what you're getting out of. And I'd tell the elder, now you coach him along. This is what we're talking about anyway. You know, I mean, the one hungry, one hungry person out of 72 of y'all, only one of y'all said, I want the book. You better give that boy the book and then talk to him along with it. He's probably going to be the jewel out of the group, even though that's not the one you like the best in the flesh. They don't get no help. <laughs> I need amen. I need, I need an organ. So, hmm. Anyway, we got to create more opportunities and new frontiers for ministry also. I mean, you know, sometimes when somebody rises up, hold on, here we go, and they say, um, you know, Pastor, I just feel like I'm being called into this direction and it's not the same. Like I want to, I'm feeling like I want to go in evangelism uh, area and you're really on, on divine healing right now. And so, you know what I say? Go get people and bring them in to get healed. I wouldn't say your vision is out of line and it's not in whack. And that's the part I want to get to in the future is um, aligning your vision because you, that's why you have to listen to people's desires and then help them mesh their destiny with what you're doing. You show them how the vision collates and where it crosses and cross sections and then how they win and how you win in it and how it helps them achieve their spot here and your spot here. And that's what freedom is all about. Whoa, you know, <clears throat> this is really something. Uh, the vision God had given me at this vision long time ago about worldwide TV. He had given me a vision about um, uh, prosperity and wealth and the spirit of fear of the Lord and all that kind of stuff. When uh, Eddie, when Apostle Eddie came with uh, love and unity, I was able to see something. Okay. And, you know, one of my mentors used to be Mike Murdoch and stuff like that, right? What you make. Uh, others God will make happen for you and whatever it is, friend, I'm, you know, whatever. Any rate, one of the things of it is, is this, as I got into this and started to help him to do what it is that he's doing, look at what it is that's happening with us. Look at what it is, because I saw, I mean, my vision didn't change, but the thing of it is, is this, I didn't have to be the one to spearhead it. What I did, I came into that river and out of it, look at what I got. I got, I got to meet you. I wouldn't have known you. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, it's 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 this kind of a thing. I met McGee. I wouldn't have known him. All yeah. of them coming into the same thing. And so it's just opening up a plethora of, of things because I didn't keep my vision. Oh, no, God gave me this. And it's just like the thing that we're you and I and McGee and whatever we're doing with this thing. Uh, with with this prosperity and bringing things from here, I mean, you, you know, my mind is way out there and where it is that I'm going and whatever it is. But I got people that's going to help me to bring this back into manifestation because they ain't no lazy ass people. And yeah. so one of the, I mean, is like, um, I really, I mean, I got all kinds of notes today from what it is that you have said, and not just the notes, but I got implementation ideas. And I just yeah. want to thank you. I mean, you know, it's like. Uh, you're we're doing this program together, but I'm gleaning 
Why is that? So that I can help you to do more of what it is that you're doing too. So it's it's yeah. it's that yeah. it's like baking something. You yeah. know, yeah. all these yeah. ingredients are important. It is supply and demand. Yes, yes. And so, oh my gosh, we're out of time. Apostle Barry and I will be back next week when we're here still telling it like it is. So please join in and don't just be a lump. I meant do something with what you got. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you for watching Kingdom First TV, your station for kingdom inspiration.